This is the Book of Boba Fett After Show. Welcome everyone to Rodian Radio, the Book of Boba Fett After Show, Chapter 3 and 4. Um, chapter 3 was the streets of Mos Espa. Um, I'm not sure who that one was directed by. Uh, I didn't write it down. Uh, do you have that in your notes, Danny? That one, I think it's... it's oh, yeah, we got Danny here with us tonight. Man, I gotta get oh, yeah, better in, I gotta get better <laughs> introducing you. Dude, I know, right? I'm just like, I'm just here waiting for my, my scene to come in, you know? Right, let's see who directed it. Uh, it was somebody I've never heard of. Yeah, maybe... Now nah, we'll talk about the episode first. Not we'll we'll give our opinions after that. <laughs> yeah. Because I just want to say this is a very 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 interesting episode. They got a lot of hate, mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty funny. Like uh, me and Chase were talking about it the past week and so on, and Chase is losing his mind on certain uh, opinions on some Star Wars fans. So I don't yeah, know I can I'm gonna go ahead and throw in the disclaimer. <laughs> if you get offended upset, mad at anything that we say in this episode, you can go okay. ahead and just leave. You don't have to listen to us no more, although we appreciate people listening to us, and we appreciate everybody that, that is following us and keeping up with us and supports us, but there's a point to where... Star Wars is not logical, and you cannot put logic into Star Wars. It's make-believe. It's fiction. Nothing is real in Star Wars. It is just for fun. Okay? If you are one of these people... Now, everybody has their right to their own opinion. I'm not saying nobody is allowed to have an opinion. I'm just saying some of your opinions are stupid. And far-fetched and ridiculous and does not even need to be made. Like, zippers in Star Wars is not Star Wars. Do you just think about that? Just think about how stupid that sounds. If you go back and watch, I believe it's The Empire Strikes Back, when Luke is in his X-Wing jumpsuit, there is like a four-second scene of him zipping up his jumpsuit. Now, for you who don't know what I'm talking about, this last episode of the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 3, The Streets of Mos Espa, one of the mods had, which is that group of uh, the Power Ranger Biker Scouts, so one of the mods had zippers on her clothes and some person lost their mind over zippers in Star Wars. Okay. Who cares? What you wear, it's Star Wars. I mean, for crying out loud, if Luke Skywalker can have his cloak sewed together in The Force Awakens in The Last Jedi, why can't a mod have a jacket with a zipper on it for 0.4 seconds in a scene? I think Star Wars fans, I think Star Wars fans have become spoiled from The Mandalorian. That's why people are hating on this show like they are. It's because it does not have the same effect as The Mandalorian does. And anything Star Wars here on out, like The Bad Batch, it's not going to have the same effect on you because we've been so spoiled to Mandalorian. You know, every Friday night, greatness after greatness after greatness, but I think a lot to do with why The Mandalorian is so successful as it came off of the sequel trilogy's coattails. With that being said, you have to keep an open mind in these shows and think about the writing and directing and what they sit down at Lucasfilm and talk about these shows because you got to take in consideration. Here we are again with our second live-action Star Wars show about a Mandalorian and a co-partner, which is Fennec Shan, which was Grogu to the Mandalorian. It's They're having to tell a story about a Mandalorian different from the Mandalorian and they can't repeat the same story or nobody's going to watch it. So they've got to figure out something to do with Boba Fett. But having zippers on an outfit has absolutely nothing to do 
with anything. Like who? There are bigger things to complain about than somebody's wardrobe. That's that's all I can think Boba about at the top of my head. And for anybody who's saying evil. Boba Fett was evil, Boba Fett was such the bad guy, and now they're making him the hero. Boba Fett was never a bad guy. Yeah, in the Clone Wars, he was you know a little bratty kid, but he was a kid. And he was hanging around bounty hunters. When kids hang around somebody, they're going to take up that person's actions, no matter what actions they are. Boba Fett, all he's known is bounty hunting. Did you catch that? Bounty hunting. Not good guy, bad guy. Boba does what Boba does to earn a paycheck. Same as you and me. That's why we have jobs. Whether or not that job is for a good guy or for a bad guy, it doesn't make... Mm -hmm the so-called bounty hunter, good or evil. Alright? Yes, he's over the crime world. But I think there's way more evil people in Star Wars than Boba Fett. And I'm not saying Boba Fett's evil. I'm just saying, Boba Fett does what Boba Fett does to earn a paycheck. There's no reason to go and lose your mind over something like this. Now, if you're still here after listening to me, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure that I cut you off like four times, and I was like, I was like, you know, and he's like, he said, I was like, I'm gonna let him go on his rant. Yeah. I was like, it, and when you first showed me like the zipper thing, where you're telling me, I was like, you're kidding, right? I am I not like, kidding. There's no way. I'm not kidding, and I would pull up the tweet right now from the guy that I seen who said it, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not that type of person to do that. Mm over radio so but yeah zippers in star wars is not star wars i don't understand why people think the way they think and it goes with what i said i think people are star wars fans are just spoiled after coming off the mandalorian our expectations are way up here and I hate to say it, but you're not getting another luke skywalker moment for another probably three years so you can go ahead and just Drop that. I don't expect there to be a Luke Skywalker moment in the book of Boba Fett because it's not a grand story. It's literally the underworld crime of Star Wars. So yeah, naturally there's going to be a little bit of a a, a de-edging off of these stories when you go from Jedi and Mandalorians to crime and underworld and you know criminal activity. There's a big difference there and it can't be the same story. So, but with the disclaimer out of the way and all that, let's get into uh, Chapter 3 of the Streets of Moss Hesper. So, all right. what is your overall thoughts of this episode, Danny? Chapter 3, uh, it was okay. Like, like, before I even had the chance to watch it, a lot of people were just, like, bashing on it. And I was like, can it, can it really be that bad? Can it be worse than the Spice Friends, with, like, in the Clone Wars? Can it be that bad? And I watched it, and I was like, it wasn't that bad. There were some things that didn't make sense, like, uh, like, Boba sleeping in a tube in his diaper, and then, like, uh, what's the big, like, the bounty hunter Chewbacca guy? Black uh, Chrysanthemum. Which is another thing. Yeah, like, okay, I, look, I understand. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I understand why they <laughs> want to take the name Black Chrysanthemum and just change it to Chrysanthemum to take the black out of it. Star Wars has nothing to do with racism and I just want to make that clear these characters just like slave one they have names for a reason many many years ago that's all they are they're just names they're not implying racism they're not implying one's better than the other it's literally a name and he's a black wookie who cares if they call him black chrysanthemum like, yeah, I, I just do not understand why Star Wars fans are so critical nowadays. Like, it just blows my mind. I'm sorry to cut you off, Danny. I know I'm probably getting on a lot of people's nerves. But I've been building this stuff up for two weeks. We've been off for a week, and it's just built up for two weeks straight now. It's been marinating people. Yes. Deal with this on a daily. <laughs> but I was saying, like, yeah... That being kind of, did it make sense? I, like, it was cool, like, it happened at night. There was a whole fight, but I'm like, could, 
I had an understanding that uh, from the or from Revenge of the Sith and just Chewbacca in general that they're very very strong. And let's let's just take a minute been. to think about these Gamorrean guards. They're the worst bodyguards in Star Wars history. How does a seven foot Wookiee sneak into Jabba's palace or Boba's palace and not nobody see him? I mean, there's only two of them, right? And it's a big palace. Yeah. But well, there's also Finning. Like, is nobody? You would think that the guards are standing at Boba's door though while he sleeps. No, it's just yeah. There's. A, things wrong but it was like cool but it was like it was like doesn't make sense it felt like you know like it doesn't make sense but like you're just going with it and like the part that i was like when uh the wookie had uh boba in like uh like like basically air hugging him i'm like he should have broke his back like a toothpick yeah like no like well, if, you, if still you watch alive. that if you watch that same with the um the subtitles on it says bone cracking during that oh so i did break it's just Boba's just, I guess, biggest strong opponent or something like that. Yeah, he, he's all hopped up. Like he, well, you do got to think about it. He just came off that back, to, so he's on extra juice for like 10 minutes yeah, straight. I, so. I, I guess, yeah, okay, I, I guess. And then, like, the Power Ranger team came by and, like, saved, kind of, like, I guess, rescued. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, sorry, but I'm gonna call, like, when I saw the memes, it was, like, them riding, like, the two-mile-per-hour motorcycles and everything, oh, that was the worst. I talked about this before the show started, like, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they finally did it. They had the slowest Star Wars chase in the history of Star Wars, so I want to congratulate that to them. Let's get a two-tap. Yeah, so... And then, like, it was just a silly episode, like overall. It was. Like, now this is what I consider a filler episode. One hundred percent. Even though there was stuff in it that leads to the next episode and so on and so on, this was still one of those episodes where it's like, okay, we, we you got to think about it. All right, you know, here I am. Don't bring logic into Star Wars, but I'm also a realist. What do you call him? A, a realist. So you gotta think about it. They're filming this on a TV budget. Alright. They probably use a lot of their funds for, you know, like episode two, the train scene. They probably used a lot of their funds to film the, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, with the, with the Wookiee scenes, um, with the Sarlacc. All that stuff is probably really expensive. So, it would make sense to why they would be like, okay, well, we have this much money left, left over. Let's just write a little ep- episode and spend X amount of money just to fill in the gaps. So that that's how I kind of see how this episode went. Now, as far as the, the mod people, which is the biker gang, I, I, I didn't really understand them why, you know, I felt like they could have went every other opposite direction besides, you know, a group of teenage hoodlums. But, I mean, you gotta think about it. You know, people are upset over their colored mopeds or whatever you want to call them. I wouldn't consider them motorcycles. I would consider them more as mopeds. Or what about those ones that, you know, those, like, the ones that they have for, like, old old people at Target, like those little shopping oh, yeah, carts. Oh, yeah, the, the, like the rolling shopping carts. Yeah, yeah, something like are, that. That's, that's what we saw. So, and you got to think about it. You know, they go slow because, I mean, if you look at the streets of Mos Espa, there's a lot of, like, tight curves, and there's not really much room to... There, I mean, you look at the Major Domo. I mean, even his speeder was going really slow, and he was in a big speeder, but it's because of the size of Mos Espa. It's not very, you know, open. It's very, very cramped. But, you know, you take a bunch of teenagers... Okay, who are by themselves with no guidance. What do teenagers like to do? They like to draw attention. Teenagers like to have attention. If you show up in a place like Tatooine with skittle colored mopeds, where's your attention going? Skittles. That's the good one. Yeah, to the Skittles. 
So I feel like that's why they. I feel like that's why they have the colored box is is to draw attention. Mm. And even the way that they're dressed, they're not even dressed like Tatooine. They're dressed mm. more like Coruscant. And you know, if we were on Coruscant, their look and and mopeds would fit in better. But, but and and we'll get more into this when we break down chapter four. But um, I feel like that's how I can accept the mods into my Star Wars canon. That's why we do these after shows is to break down this stuff so people can accept it or get a more clear view of this stuff. Just like the zippers in Star Wars. There's no point in it. Alright, so I'm going to shut up now. Everybody's probably getting tired of hearing me rant. So, what did you you think about the... uh, the Rancor, I can't believe they actually did a Rancor, man. I thought it was yeah, funny uh-huh. how, how it was like, you know, the episode before, it's like, huh, no Rancor for you or you Black Series collectors. And then the next episode, it's like, boom, Rancor. And I guarantee you, everybody who was a backer for that HasLab Rancor is, I guarantee you, Hasbro got a lot of hate mail after this episode. <laughs> I know, because like, they could have, like, done something different. But... That was a war project that they produced. It's it was too expensive. It didn't come with anything, and it mm-hmm. was just straight up like half-assed. Like it's like, come on now. You know, I feel like if they went ahead, the and I feel if they if they re-released the Haslab Rancor, and they actually took time to put decent stuff with mm-hmm. it, like they they could put a new Boba Fett with it. I feel like it would sell very fast. Because if, if, if you're a collector like me and, you know, you collect a specific line of something, like, for examples, I just I just recently completed my collection for the Teen Titans. Um, you know, if, you, if you're like me, you just can't have all five Titans. you got to have Deathstroke and you got to have Red X and you got to have, you know, the Justice League to go with them. So I can understand people who are like me who would want that Rancor just for the sole fact of it belongs in their line of collection. Yeah. Whether you want it or not. So, I understand that. Yeah. Let's see, what else happened in this episode? So we, we find out that the mayor is working with the Pox. And, uh, do, do you feel like mm-hmm. the, the Nikto speeder bike gang actually killed the Tuscans, or do you think it was put on with by the Pops? <laughs> no. I, that there's no way that they killed the Tuscans, especially on there's like two mile per hour speeders. No, there's no way. Yeah. They, they just all talk probably, because they look like they, they weren't like very well coordinated. And yeah. then like the only part that I saw that they were teaming up is when they were saving Boba Fett. Yeah. Night, I, think it, assassination. I, I think it was a fake put on by the Pikes to start the war that way because we all know the pikes the pikes are like the snakes of star wars they're very slippery you know they don't want to be accused of anything but then again they want to start everything so Mm -hmm. but you know as we hear fennec say in episode four which was uh what the gathering storm is that the name of that episode that one was directed by uh robert rodriguez i believe wasn't it storm yeah Oh, are, you, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, your your connection's kind of yeah. slow, like you're freezing up. Yeah, it's been like a little weird lately. Uh, I'll, I'll fix it after this. Okay, but anyways, now I was saying, like like we hear in episode four, we hear Phoenix say, you know, a, a, a group of biker gangs killed Tuskins. That's very unlikely. So that's, yeah. kind, that's kind of, you know, to me, like, Boba's gonna find out in the next episode like somebody framed the Nikto's and so Boba just killed the speeder gang for nothing mm-hmm. yeah so that's about all we can talk about for episode 3 you know from, from my point of view there wasn't really much to say but we got the Rancor we got to see the Huts again mm-hmm. we got to see Machete man Machete carry the Rancor there's no better role I never thought no better role for that guy. <laughs> like, if we were at a convention in Star Wars, like Star Wars convention in 2013, and someone said manifest in Star Wars, 
I wouldn't have believed him. I want. I would have wanted to, but at the same time, like, when is that gonna happen? Yeah. And then boom, we have Machete in Star Wars. And he's a rainbow. We need some out of Machete. Yeah, but yeah, I thought it was yes, pretty cool how how we got a little bit of a backside of the Rancors and how they're actually peaceful creatures and they bond with the first person that they see. And mm-hmm. you know, I guess that's why Jabba's Rancor was so mad is because Jabba kept it isolated and you know treated poorly and probably starved it. You know, to be honest. Yeah. And I feel like Boba's more compassionate about it. I mean, who wouldn't be? Just the fact that Boba Fett's on a Rancor, and, you know, that Rancor's going to get used, or else they wouldn't have brought it in. Definitely. Uh-huh. Especially, and we're talking about episode four now, right? Well, I'm still talking about episode three, you know, I'm oh, the end of it, when they brought yeah. in the Rancor. But, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't see why they would bring in a Rancor if they're not intending to use it. Watch it be a yeah. plot twist. What should be a plot twist? Okay, now we can move on to episode four, The Gathering Storm. What should be a plot twist? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Mando, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the episode, go watch it and come back. But Mando, his theme plays at the end of episode four, so what if they intend to use the Rancor on Din Djarin? What? <laughs> Just yeah. think about that. Mando's got the Darksaber. All right. Uh-huh. What if they're in the middle of a fight and the Rancor's there and Bo-Katan just comes out of nowhere and kicks Din Djarin in the Rancor and takes the, the Darksaber? Hmm. And that's big twist for Book Boba Fett. Yeah. There you uh, go. There, there's Mando Season 3. Boba versus Bo. Bobo. I, <laughs> we would all put all my money on Boba. Bo-Katan didn't even fight Maul. So it was like, yeah, I, and then because in what in the comics or whatever, like Boba Fett fought Vader, mm-hmm. and he won, right? Uh, I don't pretty know much. if he won, but he came pretty close to winning. I mean, he didn't come out like dead, so <laughs> I consider that a dumb. Yeah, you know, also in the comics, Kira also fought Vader, mm-hmm. and I mean, she 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 managed to survive, but. I mean, she gave beat, uh, Vader a pretty good beating. Yeah. But, okay, so in episode four, there's... I feel like it was a very, very big jump forward from episode three. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you can tell this is one of the episodes that they actually spent money on. Yeah, because they got back Slave 1. Yeah, they got back Slave 1. And I'm going to go ahead and let all you guys know now, for everybody who is upset about... Boba Fett calling it his Fire Spray Gunship. Fire Spray is actually the name of the type of ship that Slave One is. Mm-hmm. You know, if Boba Fett had looked at Fennec and said, I need to go get my Slave One, she would have been like, what is that? But since he said Fire Spray Gunship, oh, okay, so you got this type of ship. Mm-hmm. So... It's not really that they're changing the name. They're kind of just, you know, changing like it without changing it. Just like the manufactured model. Yeah, and, and as far as I know, in Star Wars canon, that ship has never been confirmed as Slave 1 until last week when I heard it in the old PlayStation 2 game, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, when you got to play as Jango Fett. <laughs> He actually calls his ship Slave One. And I thought yes, it was always called Slave One. Well, it is Different called Slave things. One on StarWars.com. Okay. And it's still labeled as Slave One at StarWars.com, if I'm not mistaken. So, they haven't changed the name. They just, you know, didn't say what it is in the yeah. show. So... If you're upset about them changing the name, you can calm down. They're not changing the name. If they do, I'll be very surprised because, you know, I mean, Slave One's been around since, what, 1980? About 43 years. And a fun fact, that ship was actually named Slave One because of, I think it was uh, at one of the, one of the, um, studios or crews or something at Lucasfilm back when they were making I think it was Empire Strikes Back 
They had a contest within their employees to name the ship. Everybody wrote their name down on a piece of paper or threw it in a hat or whatever. And they picked the winner, and the winner had put in Slave One. So that is how Slave One was actually named. Fun fact. I didn't know that. Star Wars fact of the day. Yeah, Star Wars fact of the day. There you go. Now you know. But yeah, I don't think they're changing the name. They just, you know, they just said what type of ship it is. But um, one thing I didn't get to on chapter three. When Boba wakes up and Black Chrysanthemum is standing over him, that scared me so much. Like, I didn't, I was not expecting it. We went from a peaceful, you know, flashback to all of a sudden you see this Wookiee rage right in front of you and, you know, the loud roar. It scared me. Keep in mind I was watching this episode at like 6 o'clock in the morning, so I wasn't fully awake. And to see a Wookiee in my face, give me nightmares, man, but I can't. I can't feel what that Trendoshan was feeling in, in the cantina, man. Yeah. Just the arm ripoff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Man, just Wookiee rage. I love that we got to see actual Wookiee rage on screen. Even though, I mean, we've seen a few out of Chewbacca, mm-hmm. you know, when Han dies. And, but we've never seen anything like, like from a Wookiee like this in live action. Yeah, it's been a while. I think the... Yeah. Um... And the Wookiee team up or anything like that, like yeah. So maybe that's the title he refers to, like later. So if you if you've been, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying it's like the muscle he's referring to, like uh, in this episode, because like they said they need to like find uh, more like people to fight. Yeah. What if you know? If you've been listening to our after shows about this, I've been looking for Bosk ever since the very first episode. But we all know that Wookiees and Trendoshans <laughs> like hate each other. So if Bosk appears, I don't think Chrysanthemum's going to handle it very well. Yeah, because like, like, hunt Wookiees, right? Yeah, they, they enslave Wookiees and they, they hunt them. Like in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But yeah. no, it's just seeing a, a Wookiee just go crazy, man, and ripping a guy's arm off. You know, Star Wars is not Star Wars until you lose a limb. <laughs> Every single famous person's lost a limb. Yeah. yeah. So we got that, and uh, you know, when Boba was in Slave One. And he was like hovering over the Sarlacc pit. I thought that was a great shot, but I'm like, you know, the, I really and thought no, that. And then he's like, I can't see anything. Yeah, <laughs> really. I'm like, no, duh. Yeah, can't like, like, see anything. And, and you know, like, well, you covering over it. Yeah, and everybody, you know, he he doesn't remember that his armor's not down there because you got to think about it. He came out of the Sarlacc pit, you know dehydrated he was he was barely getting any oxygen so he was probably delusional and that stupid little jaw just knocked the everlasting breath out of him you know as soon as he woke up and you know he he wakes up with no helmet and you know he gets knocked out with no helmet and when he comes back to it's with the sand people and he's not wearing the armor so yeah I could see why he thought his armor was still down there but what I thought was cool and I really liked how they did it. Is they had confirmation that the Sarlacc yeah, pit. Yeah, uh, the armor. I'm is sorry. The armor. You're you're breaking up, Danny. Like you're oh, very. It's, uh, you're very spotty. Sorry, folks. We're having technical difficulties. All right. So until Danny gets back. Um, <clears throat> If you, if you haven't already, go subscribe to our YouTube. We're doing a giveaway on our hoodies, um, on our Wolfpack hoodies. You can see a picture of them on Instagram if you want to. Um, if we can reach 100 subscribers on our YouTube, we'll give away one of our hoodies. Looks like Danny's back. Danny, can you hear me? Can you back? I can hear you, sir. Yeah, I can hear you. Your, your video is just very choppy. Yeah, no, that's weird. Uh, I'll definitely fix it. 
looks like he's having more problems. So go check out our YouTube. If we can get 100 subscribers, we'll give away one of our Wolfpack hoodies. You can, um, if you want to meet me, I'll be at ICC Con in Nashville, Tennessee in April of 2022. May or April 30th, that's a Saturday, the last Saturday of the month. Um, check out that at ICCCon.com. Um, follow us on our Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We really appreciate everyone listening. We're trying to get our listener numbers up. That way we can, you know, put out more content and be here for the fans because we are here for the fans, even though we are fans ourselves. Hello. Oh. Danny, are you back? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I can't really see you. Uh, is it better now? Yeah, your audio is better, but your video is still choppy. Do you think we have to like restart the 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 Zoom call? Like, no, I think it'll be okay. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if people actually watch us talk over listen. As long as we can hear you, it should be okay. Oh, okay, but you can like hear me. Right. Yeah, I can, hear, I can hear you just fine. Okay, that's fine. So, yeah. what was that yeah. talking about? We were talking about uh, the armor. You said like I said like the armor, and then it cut off because they they it's confirmed that it was Beskar, right? It wasn't like Jeep yes, Bob. yes. That's another thing. It's it was confirmed that Boba Fett does wear um, Beskar, and we know that that's actually Jango's armor. So Jango had Beskar. So I always thought that Boba mm -hmm. wore Durasteel, which is like a knockoff Beskar. But it's nice to get that confirmation. But the whole scene of him looking in the Sarlacc, and I feel like that was just an excuse to have them use a seismic charge. Because everybody yeah. is fanboy crazy about that sound. Mm. But, I mean, it was a good scene. It was a good scene. I just feel like they could have done it in a different way. But uh, who knew that the Slave One could actually hover like that? Yeah. Mm hmm. So I liked I liked it overall. I just felt like there was a better way that they could have did it. But and to beat it all, the man goes back inside the Sarlacc after they kill it. Like I thought he killed it in the first episode, but I, think, I know right. I think that that arm was the one that uh, was it Han who shot it in Return of the Jedi? Or was it Lando? I think it was Han. You know when they're dangling was, over the pit. It was Han because remember, like he shot the thing to. Yeah, it was Han. He shot it. He shot it to like uh, free Lando, Lando, like yeah. free, yeah, yeah, free Lando. Yeah. So I'm guessing yeah. that was the the tentacle that we mm -hmm. saw in the first episode. And like the was it was, like, it was a cool scene. At the same time, I'm like it, the whole thing about like him hovering over and he's like, I can't see anything. I'm like, <laughs> you're literally blocking out two suns, man. <laughs> like legit, yeah. I thought it was cool, bro. Like I always thought. Also with his armor, it was good that they, I guess, clarified it. But I always thought he had Beskar, even like in the Mando when he was talking to him about his chain codes or whatever. Yeah. He had like his his or Django fought in the in the Mandalorian War some time ago, so he had to have Mando armor. Right. Right. So I was like, it's like something like we already knew, but it just needed to be said. Yeah. Like kind of yeah. like kind of like the slave one, like as an example. Yeah. So, but uh, that's how it is. what what did you think about uh? <clears throat> their Boba and Finnick at their campfire when, uh, when well I guess we should start from the beginning of that episode when he rescues her and th that back to what I said about the mods you know you brought them in in episode 3 I didn't really care for them but you know in episode 4 we found out that Boba actually needed their help before he actually recruited them 5 years later to work for yeah. so it kind of is like you know you helped me five years ago this is how I'm going to repay you by hiring you and giving you jobs yeah so I felt like that was that was a good way to you know bring in the mods and clear their story within one episode but you know I I, I get it I get how they did the scene it was very cyberpunk you know yeah. steampunk kind of deal and you know the music it kind of reminded me of a tattoo parlor and, you know, they said it was even on the outskirts of, was it Mos Esley? Mos Espa? One of the two, I think. But, yeah. you know, if if you're, you know, somebody who's doing business like this and you're just basically replacing body parts for junk parts, where else would you find some place like this? 
on the outskirts of a Tatooine town. Yep, we're nowhere else. Nowhere else. So, you know, they, they put it in there. I felt like they did it very well. I just don't really care for the cyberpunk kind of thing. You know, even though, you know, you say yep. Luke had cybernetics, Anakin had cybernetics. Yeah, they did, but I didn't really need to know how they got them, you know. Yeah, and then also, like, one of them looked like a Terminator. It's just one of those weird Star Like, Star Wars is cool, but, like, there are times where it's just weird and There's stupid. very yeah. weird stuff in Star Wars. That's why I say you can't put logic in Star Wars. It's all for fun. It's literally, like, all for, like... Overall, what did you think about the episode, though? I, I, I thought this episode was a 15 out of 10. 15 out of 10? Oh man, you're not you're not even gonna be ready for like the finale. I'd I'd say personally, I gave it like a solid solid eight. You know, uh, I had a lot of it had a lot of good stuff. Definitely like uh, I loved I loved way better than I loved the Wookiee action, man. That was probably my favorite part in the whole episode. But when Boba is like, you know, I I love the relationship between him and his Bantha. And again, I say. Why do we need to see more dead Banthas? Because it was like five minutes into this episode and we already see a Bantha carcass. Like, why, man? Come on, Dave. Come on, John. We know you're listening because you keep putting Rodians in these shows. So... Just give us a shout-out. Just, you know, send me the Banthas and I'll take care of them for you guys if they're too expensive to take care of. Because I I hate seeing dead Banthas, man. It, it, It breaks my heart. Hey, just hey, watch him pull out a, a, a Rodian, and he just blasts him. Yeah, watch the next episode have like a Bantha eating a Rodian. I'm gonna be like, that's not what I said, guys. That's the complete like a opposite. Bantha with a Rodian on top of it. Oh, that would be funny. But uh, no, so what do you think about Boba getting the slave one back? What do you think about that whole breaking and entering scene? I thought that was necessary because, mm-hmm. like, uh, the whole time we're like, where is his slave one, you know? And also... I did tell I you, like, though, that, that was that was a hanger, I thought, that he was looking over. Yeah. Because you're I like, how did they get slave one in there? Where's slave one? I'm like, that's probably a hanger that he's looking at. And it was. So I was right about that. So, like, I feel like when I think... Because I was thinking about, like, well, Boba Fett is a cool character. He's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. But he's, like... He doesn't hesitate to like shoot, and also another thing about like, because when I earlier said that he was soft, and that's what uh, Fennec said, but he also like was explaining his teachings from the from the Tuscans that it's better to work as a unit because right. you're stronger than just one person. I was like, and then like their teachings, and so I was like, okay, he's more influenced. It's not that he's soft, you know, like because yeah. like if you're gonna go out, like he's more level headed. Yeah, like, guns blazing, you know, like, he, I mean, like, that's what he did before, guns, he just collected a bounty, and then, like, he said he was tired of working for idiots. Yeah, scub holes is what he called them in <laughs> like, you know, like, like, gets him killed, you know, so I'm like, you know, he has a good point, you know, we can relate to that, you know, like, you just get tired of it, and you just want to do your own thing. Right. He's never really done his own thing, he's just followed orders, but yeah. in his own way. That's you know, I feel like when we got that end credit scene in Mando Season 2, Boba killed Bib Fortuna and took over the throne with no intentions of having a plan. I, yeah, felt like, I felt like he, after seeing these four episodes, I felt like Boba expected to take over the throne and have everything remain the same. Mm-hmm. And then the show does a very good job of, you know, breaking that character down to where you see his struggle that he does not know what he's doing because he's never done anything like this before. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah. they're doing a very good job. And, you know, it is called The Book of Boba Fett. And I feel like these episodes are, like, chapters that you would read in a book. I feel like we're visually reading a book, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I, I get that. So they're doing a good job with that overall. But, yeah, overall, I, I, I'd give the show an 8 or 9 out of 10 so far with all four episodes combined. Yeah. Um, so far, for me, it's, like, it's in it's like an 80, 80%. Like, it's, like, borderline, like... 7, 8, but, like, it has potential to be a 10 still, because there's three yes, more episodes. Yes, and the, that's what I want to get into. We've done seeing every trailer, TV spot seen from the first four episodes, and the last three episodes, we have no idea what to expect besides Mando showing up. Yeah. But I feel like, 
I'm gonna we're gonna see a Luke Skywalker equivalent moment in this show. It just won't have as big as an impact. But I'm calling it right now. I done said it in earlier shows. It's probably Mando. That's probably it. Well, yeah, Mando, but he's not gonna be the Luke Skywalker moment. He's gonna be the Ahsoka equivalent to okay. you know what Ahsoka was in the Mando. My awesome. Luke, the Luke Skywalker moment of the Book of Boba Fett. I'm calling it now. And I'm going to set my phone up to record my reactions for these next three episodes. And I will post that reaction on YouTube if something crazy happens. But this this Luke Skywalker appearance, I feel like it's going to be Han and Chewie. No. Because no. I feel like, you know, the Pox, they're in very deep with Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. Crimson Dawn is in very deep with Solo because yeah. you have Kira, you have Han, and this takes place right now in the timeline. I feel like Kylo would be a baby right now, like an infant. Infant? Nah. If not, very close to being born. Not because... Because The Force Awakens takes place 30 years after Return of the Jedi. And right now but we're... Like, Luke still looks like Luke, though, from Mandalorian. Like, he looked like maybe seven months after yeah. Return of the Jedi. I'd say, like, um, maybe they're, like, thinking about having kids or like they're about to or something like that. Or, like, she's... Like, I would, like... It'd be a surprise. Okay, if it's, like, that scenario, Han Chewie show up and then, like, you know, Boba goes their own way and then it focuses more on Han and Chewie, like, and then they go back home and then, like, Leia's pregnant. Like, they show even another CGI character like that, like, and yeah. she's pregnant. That would make sense. I don't think they're going to go that far, but just think about it. Yeah. It, in the comics, Chewbacca and Black Chrysanthemum actually fight. Chewie Thank loses. Chewie loses. Yeah. I would love to see, as much as I would love to see, Chewbacca and Han Solo. I don't want Chewbacca and Chrysanthemum to be on the same screen because I feel like it's going to very, very, very do a very good job of derailing Chewbacca's strengths that we know him to be, if that makes sense. I feel like Chrysanthemum will just completely overshadow Chewbacca and Chewbacca will forever be known as that Wookiee who's not very strong, you know, kind of deal. But what if it's... I really do expect to see something involved with Crimson Dawn. Whether it's Kira, we know it's not going to be Maul because he's dead by now. Unless it's, you know, Force Ghost or something. Maybe they brought him back. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he is the cockroach of Star Wars. You can't kill him. <laughs> cockroach. <laughs> so, yeah, he's coming but, back. you know, we have three episodes left. And rumor has it that one of the episodes is directed by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, which I think is one of the directors from The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And then we have Robert Rodriguez directing another episode. And then we have Dave Filoni directing an episode. Which probably has to be the last one. I feel like the Dave Filoni episode, there's going to be a lot of callbacks to the Clone Wars and Rebels somehow. I want to see Cad Bane live stream. I need to see a blue if, Clint Eastwood. If Cad Bane appears, it will be the Dave Filoni episode, most likely. Yeah. I don't I see mean, any other way. And why else, you know, if you're Dave Filoni, well, you have the perfect opportunity to put some bounty hunter from the Clone Wars in. Why not do Cad Bane? Because we do not know enough about their species to know how they age. You know, what yeah. what they do. They may not even eat, for all we know. They drink, though, because you, you always, like, be drinking at, like, a cantina, and he always has a toothpick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So I, I would love to see Cad Bane. I'd lose my marbles. Yeah, I, but, you know, I was, for everybody listening and watching, I, I was texting Danny the other day, and I'm like, yo, think about this. What if the muscle Fennec's talking about is the Bad Batch? No, it's not gonna. But it's not gonna happen because the Bad Batch would be extremely old right now. Yeah, they'd be like grandpas. Yeah, they would. They would probably. Well, I mean, I don't know. Think about it. Rex was pretty old in Rebels and Return of the Jedi. I mean, you know, he was still, you know, he was still kicking around. So yeah, why can't we have the Bad Batch? I don't. I think it's very, very unlikely that it'll happen. 
But why not? I mean, technically, we're seeing the Bad Batch on screen every episode. True. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's another show I'm waiting for. I, can't. I know we're talking about Book of Boba, but what's second for Bad Batch? That one's supposed to come out. I saw it was supposed to come out spring of this year. Spring. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing. They said May. March. Because March is uh, Moon Knight and. Maybe Obi-Wan. I've been reading a lot into Obi-Wan. I still think Obi-Wan is going to be May the 4th. I don't no. see how else you can have all these Star Wars shows and not have the biggest one on May 4th. No, it's not. They're going to kill it. Like, Because I, I was reading a lot. They said, like, release trailer February. And I like, do expect a trailer by February. Yeah. I, I feel like the trailer may be after the last episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one thing, I agree with what you're saying, but the one thing that kind of, like, is confusing with the timeline is that they said that the Bad Batch come out, like, in May. Yeah. Because it was supposed to, like, go, like, the whole summer, basically. And then if Obi-Wan comes out before that, it has to be March or April. Well, you know, last year on May the 4th, the Bad Batch dropped. Yeah. It was on May the 4th. So what if they do it again with the Bad Batch and then... March, April is the. Who only knows? Maybe we'll get Kenobi in March. Yes, I want it to like be March. I'm I'm pounding the table for March. I would watch every single episode like three times with Obi Wan. If if that show does not start off with "Hello There," yeah, there needs to be like "Hello There." Yeah. Or like a Clone Wars reference. Oh my god, they great. Like they they there's no way they can screw this up. Yeah. There's no one. Well, there's a way, because it's Disney. <laughs> there is a way. There's like, I'm like 99.9%, just like the rubbing alcohol. Like, like yeah. I'm that confident that it's not going to... There's no way that show can flop. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Because Obi-Wan's going to be dealing with psychological issues, physical issues. And, and hiding also, from the Inquisitors. Yeah, and, the, yeah, and basically the Empire. And Vader, because he's supposed to be in it too. Yeah. So like, it's it's, I'm it's gonna be. Though. I feel like the Obi Wan Kenobi series is like Revenge of the Sith, like yeah, like like three point or like the extended cut, like the super extended cut of like a yeah. five hour, <laughs> like I don't know. It's right. like that's that's how I see it. It's gonna be clean. That like it like it, they're gonna put all their like say like Disney and like like Star Wars came together. Like we're gonna put all our money into this one like they're gonna have they're gonna flex on that episode because that's how they did it for the mandalorian like i when i saw the mandalorian i was like oh this is gonna be like terrible cgi like and then no like the razor crest rested soul it was like one of the best like looking like ships and they use like all these like cool like like features like they what's cool is about the mandalorian is that they changed the way how like shows and movies are produced because they didn't really work in like actual environments but they just had like a 360 surround stage and that's how a lot of shows are like they're basically a big influence like Uh, like Bison yeah you know when Mandalorian first came out I was like really you're gonna do a live action show and the first thing you're gonna do it on is a Mandalorian I'm like yeah it's kinda cool it makes sense but I'm not gonna watch it I never thought it'd be boy was I wrong let me tell you I was re-watching the Luke Skywalker scene yesterday, mm-hmm. and I cried. I cried in my car watching it, man. <laughs> the person next to you just driving is like, man, what it, is wrong with it, this guy? It hit me that hard emotionally, you know. Mm-hmm. But to think back when it first came out, I'm not going to watch this. This is probably going to be just dumb. But I boy, know. was I wrong. Because look what I would have been missing. I would have been missing the return of Boba Fett. I would have missed the return of Luke Skywalker. I would have missed the return of Bo-Katan, Ahsoka. All these new characters. The Darksaber, Moff Gideon, Grogu. You know, all the, the Mandalore knowledge. I would have been missing all of this stuff. And how can you do a Star Wars podcast and not know none of this stuff? Yep. That's I'm glad I was wrong. Okay, so my predictions in this next episode. Because they, they already hinted it from... The beginning of episode four, like watch the Mando, Mando not even be in any of it. 
Oh I would die. I would laugh so hard if Manda's not in any of it. Can you just imagine if people are upset about, you know, Slave One and Zippers and, and what's going to happen with no Mando? Oh, God. I'd be like, maybe they're saving it, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's, they're I'd, like a. I think it'll be the next episode. The, the way I've seen Star Wars, Star Wars episode, or like, or Dave Filoni specifically, like, I. He's a fourth quarter type of guy. Like, the first three quarters are, like, mediocre and, like, you know, you don't do it. But his fourth quarter game is he's, strong. He's always the guy who comes back and saves everybody yeah. in the end. Yeah, he's, like, he could be down, like, 30, 40, 50, 60 points. But he, he has something in his pocket. It's under his hat. I swear. All yes, his yes, ideas. yes. It's in his hat. <laughs> it's in his hat. He has, it's like he's got the little tape and the no pants inside yeah. the hat. And he pulls it out. like He's, like... like Pulls it out. It's got a little piece of paper. Luke Skywalker. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Commander Plo Koon. Oh God, dude. But uh, no, like I, I think Mando will be in the next episode. But what I'm really excited to see is how we're gonna meet up with Mando. Are we gonna go to Mandalore? Are we gonna see Boba Fett on Mandalore? It'll, so they'll probably regroup at Jabba's palace or Boba's palace, whatever. And then they'll plan something there, and then it'll end like, all right, let's go, and then boom, that's it. You know, with Mando coming in, I think we're going to see other Mandalorians, too, like the Night Owls and, yeah. uh, you know, other Mandalorians. But I really expect there to be somebody else working for the Pox, and who else would be a better component to work for the Pox against Boba Fett than Cad Bane? This is the perfect chance to bring Boba to and Cad Bane's fight to live action, but mm-hmm. retell it, because Boba's already got the dent in his helmet, and Cad Bane's already got the patch on his head, you know, in the Bad yeah. Batch. So this could be the standoff to the death of one of these characters. Oh, dude, I never thought of it like that. Yes. Oh, Think about God. it, man. This could the be the one... perfect chance to end one of these characters. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the first things that Chase has said that wasn't complete nonsense to me. (laughs) (laughs) This actually makes sense. This actually clicked in my head when he said, I was like, you know what? Because either way, regardless of who dies, it'll still be good. It'll still be good. Although if Boba dies, I'm going to be really, really, really like, why did they let Cad Bane live? Like, this makes no no sense. It's no because somebody else will kill Cad Bane. I don't know, like like Fennec or something. Plo <laughs> Alright, back to the nonsense again. It was no. fun. <laughs> but yeah, just think about it. I mean, we've already seen them, you know, in the animated, you know, they're fighting, that's how Boba got the dent in his helmet. That's the only But it was never really canonized. No, it was a deleted So, scene. you know, this is the perfect way to bring in Boba and Cad Bane. Or even better. They both kill each other, like in the Mexican standoff. Yeah, but I feel like that would be, you know, just too boom, boom, we're done, show over. Or like it'd be like so the scene is like kind of like a like, cowboy style, and like it's literally like twenty minutes of them just standing each other, looking at each <laughs> other, <laughs> and they're yeah. just gonna flinch. Just the dialogue uh, back and forth. Yeah, and it's like very tense. Or and then, and or then, like, then we like see whole... we see Finnick over there, and we see Cad Bane walk up. He's like, "Hello there, little lady." Yeah, I'm sure, sure, like, or maybe Cad Bane kills Fennec, and that's why, those are his intentions. Or maybe he kills his Rancor, even worse. Ooh, I didn't (laughs) think about that. But my question is, who's going to get eaten by the Rancor? Are we going to see a bunch of random nobodies get eaten, or are we going to see an actual Maybe the mayor, maybe like the mayor or something like that. Well, that's that's what I thought, maybe the mayor, the Major Domo, but what if we get to see the huts? Can you imagine a Rancor just chowing down on the hut? They said they left. They were off planet. Like yeah, they had to say we're stinky. You know, we haven't seen Stinky the Hut. Where is he at? Oh, that's true. That's true. Can you just imagine yeah. though a Rancor eating the Hut? That's gonna be messy, and I I'd hate to be Machete after that. I have to clean all that up. Machete, <laughs> Machete's in Star Wars. If they if they make a black series of him, he has to have a Machete, please. Like, yeah, yeah. Something like there's no way like we can't have a Machete figure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Chapter 3, you know, Robert Rodriguez was the director for Spy Kids. And mm-hmm. uh, if, you, if you think about Chapter 3, you, you got the teenagers, the mods, you know, they got the color box and all that stuff. It gave me a lot of Spy Kids vibes after 
you know, I thought about yeah. it. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it's kind, of kind of style. Yeah, it's his kind of style. He's very flashy with his directing. Uh-huh. You know, he. By the way, he, he's like camera back because I, I. Oh yeah, like, like you're, you're perfect. Okay. Right? Oh thank gosh. Yeah, I was like. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if you can see me, because I was just like, my react, because when my eyes lit up when you said campaign Boba Fett, and I extended it in my head. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it's wow. the perfect opportunity, and who else would be directing the episode Cabane shows up in? If Dave Filoni. Dude, what if, like, in the, in the perfect scene, Dave Filoni, right, and he comes up to us, he's like, you have one week to write a whole season of, like, say whatever Star Wars. Hold on, hold on, just a second, I'm, I'm getting a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> One week. Uh, I'm not supposed to be um, saying I'm not supposed to be saying this stuff on the air. <laughs> it's Dave Filoni. He no, said like, he said we busted it. We busted we him. Bust. It's like you hear Mickey Mouse is like he's like, Well hi there. <laughs> like, Go get the like, radio boys. He's like, They're on to us <laughs> Gosh, they feel like yeah, like I, I think we could nail it if it was us two. I would like. Oh, definitely. Like, we sleep, could. I would not sleep. No, I, the first thing I would do is if I didn't write it on my own spinoff of a character, I would completely throw the sequels in the trash and redo them. <laughs> the Actually, sequels. the first thing I would do, I would go to Skywalker Ranch, Skywalker. knock on the door, say, "Hey, Mr. Lucas, I've been tasked by." Mr. Filoni to rewrite Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I really want your take. Help me write this. That's what I would do. I would go to the man himself. Do you know what's interesting? I would write my version first, and then I would ask him. Because, like, what if there's some things he adds? Like, yeah, it's great. That's, yeah, that's garbage. Because, like... George George Lucas likes to do like he likes to add like little faster more intense. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> Gosh, dude. George is yeah. We need to have George with it, but like I think we can do it. We have one week to write what ten episodes. Yeah. Like well, we we just need to have literally a list of all the characters and split right. them into like, episodes and stuff. But we nail it. I'm pretty sure. Mine would There's be no mine would be uh, the Old Republic before the Phantom Menace. I've always wanted to see Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's backstory. That's a really good one. What I would do, maybe like, kind of like, uh, like Saving Private Ryan, but more like into the, into like, in depth of like clones, like, or yeah. like the 501st, or like, or like the special ops clones and stuff, like what they think of the world, because there was like fan-made films on YouTube that they made, and they were pretty good. Right. Like, they had the commandos, like, take out a senator, and then, like, it was, like, this whole, like, sketchy thing, like, yeah, like, it's, it's, I know we see a lot of the clones, but it's never bad to get enough of them. We need to right. see, like, exactly. the perspective, yeah. Exactly. Or, like, what's another era that I would work, besides the clone, like, heavy, heavy Clone Wars era, like, before Order 66? Uh, yeah. Definitely, like, Obi-Wan, like, journal entries yeah. of, like... Well, we're about to get that, so... Yeah, definitely. So, but uh, that's about all the time we're gonna have for this uh, book of Boba Fett after show. We uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Sorry that you had to hear my rant at the beginning for about ten minutes straight. (laughs) But you know, I'm very passionate about very passionate about Star Wars. So you know, Mm -hmm. it really hurts me when I hear people. He is very very passionate. Trust me. Like I thought I knew Star Wars. Nope. Man, this this guy has such knowledge over me. I'm just I just have like the you have you're like very like. Like, like if we if one of us had to be the Sith, I think I would probably be the Sith because I have like a more like darker view. I think so. I'm like yeah. it's just more it's just more interesting because I'm just like because like oh I like to see good in people. I'm like nope, they die. That's how the show ends. Like yeah. like and, and I'm die. the one that brings in how it all bridges together. So, yeah. but we really appreciate everyone listening. Check us out on our Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You can find us. Uh, you know, Rodian Radio Podcast. We're doing the giveaway if we can reach 100 subscribers on our YouTube. We're giving away one of our hoodies. Um, check us out on uh, on our Instagram. We're going to be at ICC Con in Nashville, Tennessee in April, May, uh, April 30th, which is a Saturday. If you want to meet me, I'll be there. Can't wait to do that. Until um, next time, we, uh, we'll be back for Chapter 5 of the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, if everything works out, we'll, we'll have that down before next Wednesday. So, uh, or, yeah, before next Wednesday. 
But uh, yep. until then, we really appreciate everyone listening. And this is Chase. This is Danny. And may the force be with you here on Rodian Radio.